Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. This is MRN Crew Call, brought to you by Hercules Tires. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series is off to a flying start. Well, it's off to a flying start if you're part of Team Toyota, and even more so if you're part of Kyle Busch Motorsports. Eight races deep into this thing, Toyota has won seven of them. Kyle Busch Motorsports has won five of them. They are just absolutely rolling and off to, as we said, a flying start. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network, and this is Crew Call by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Kyle Busch, with his Kyle Busch Motorsports team, made significant changes in personnel during the offseason. One of the key cogs in the wheel over there is the crew chief with the most wins in the Camping World Truck Series, Eric Phillips, after a stint at Joe Gibbs Racing. Eric was back in the fold at Joe Gibbs Racing, and Eric is with us here on Crew Call. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Crew call rolling along. Joining us now from up at Kyle Busch Motorsports, the crew chief with the most wins in the Camping World Truck Series, Eric Phillips, joins us. Hello, Eric. Welcome into Crew Call. Hey, good to have you. How are you guys doing today? Uh, doing fantastic. Really, really good to catch up with you. Eric, when we look at the start of your season up at KBM 2021, not only you and John Hunter Nemechek with a couple of wins, but three other wins for KBM. Toyota is strong. Um, I would dare say it's it's it, it's been a good start to the season for you guys up there. Yeah, no, it's been uh, really good. Um, you know, obviously a lot of changes at KBM over the offseason. Um with some people leaving that's been part of the organization for a long time. Um, you know, fortunately I was here and came back or left for a while and came back. So I kind of knew my ropes, but uh, yeah, no, we're really excited about how the thing, how things have went. Um, you know, I think our expectations probably weren't as high as they've been or as high as what we've run. So uh, we've um, obviously we're cautiously optimistic about the way we've run and we still feel like we have work to do. Um, and, and we continue to do that every day. You faced an interesting situation last year. You're on Denny Hamlin's team. You're the car chief. You're winning races all the time. Championship 
contending caliber team. Chris Gabehart, great crew chief at uh, at uh, at uh, over at Joe Gibbs Racing, and your option, one of your options, turns out to be Truck Series crew chief for KBM. Describe the the process that you went through and the thought process in 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 landing at KBM and, and with John Hunter Demacheck as well. Um, yeah, it was it was a long it was kind of a long process, really. Um, I guess when when Rudy kind of knew he was leaving and announced he was leaving and going to Hendrick Motorsports, Kyle reached out to me, um, and at that point, I I just told Kyle I couldn't I couldn't talk about it, didn't want to talk about it um, because we were in the middle of you know starting the chase on the Cup side, and and that was my focus. Um, so I didn't put a lot of thought into it. And then obviously <laughs> when we got home from Phoenix uh, Monday morning, about eight o'clock, uh, I don't think the, the burn had wore off yet from that. And KB's texting me, asking me, you know, what my thought is. And um, so I put some thought into it that week and, and met with him and met, met with John Hunter a little bit and thought about it some more. And I actually declined the job to begin with. Um, and just told Kyle and John Hunter, I didn't feel like I could do it at the level that I felt like it needed to be done, um, which is kind of ironic for the way we've run. But John Hunter and Kyle both knew that. They both know my personality and the way I am. Um, you know, I'm going to put 110% into it. Um, and there's a level that I expect out of myself. And I just didn't know if, if I was ready to do that again. Um, so but a week or so, or a few days passed, and, and I reached back out to them both and said, you know what, I think this is the right decision for me. And uh, it was definitely a hard decision to leave JGR. Um, it's probably one of the best places I ever worked. And really enjoyed the people that I worked with and learned a lot. But, uh, you know, fortunately, it all worked out, and, and I'm back at KVM. Yeah, absolutely. You had a stint there from 2010 to 2014 and a lot of success before moving over to Joe Gibbs Racing. You you talk about the changes and I, I'd kind of forgotten how time flies. I'd forgotten about the Rudy Fugel end of it, Rudy Rudy moving on, which was a great opportunity for him, obviously, and he's he's done well with it for sure. But what we end up with at KBM, and I had the chance in the, in the pits last week at Darlington or in the garage last week to spend a little time with Danny Stockman. Um, you've got Marty Lindley, who's new guy, but old school racer, the three of you crew chiefs and you, it's a fascinating duo of, of, of hardcore racers. And, and I think that's probably what Kyle Bush is looking for in, in the leadership over there. Yeah, it is. Um, Hey, I tell this story here. It's funny. When I went to JGR, I was the guy in the room that had, I was a hardcore racer and surrounded by a bunch of engineers and, and understood that really understood the sim software and all that and now after my experience at jgr i'm the i'm that guy and the other two are are not i, I was more like marty back then so um it's funny how things always come full circle but i think it's a really unique group of guys and in a balance um i bring a a lot of the engineering side back to it um marty's much more of the hardcore racer um you know, go down there, work on it. Um, and and I, I spend way more time staring at a computer screen all day. Um, it's just different approaches and different ways. And and Danny's somewhere in the middle. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I think small race teams, it's always good to have a diversified group of people. Um, our engineering group's the same way. We have three guys and 
they come from three different backgrounds. They have strengths and weaknesses, but hopefully you can get those, you know, those three guys, all six of us that our strengths overlap some and our weaknesses cover for the other guys, you know, you kind of overlap in all those ways and, and you just build a stronger team that way. Yeah, it is. It's fascinating to, to see how that goes in the blend. We, we talk about it a lot with the blend of drivers, but the blend of crew chiefs, the blend of engineers, that's, that's kind of what the sport is with the, with, even among the small teams. You're in an interesting spot, and I, and I forget where it was. It was a couple of races ago. Um, I, I was interviewing John Hunter pre-race, and, and I asked him about you. Um, you're not only crew chief, you're an uncle. And he actually yeah. said, you know, Uncle Eric changed my diapers, which is, yeah. okay, that's another whole dynamic yeah. there. But when you watch your nephew, um, how does that work as far as uncle versus crew chief? How, how does that work? Um, I think when we're at the racetrack, it's it's 100% crew chief driver. Um, I would, you know, I can't, I'd lie to say that, you know, obviously John Hunter was, was made, you know, made this decision part of it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, I was really good friends with John. So, right. There's a, sorry. It's all right. No, no, that's all right. It's, 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 it's good. But, so there's a lot to it to unravel. Yeah. My wife, I met my wife because of the Nemechek family. So, mm -hmm. It means a lot. It's great. No, I, I get it. I, <laughs> I I respect that because family is so important. My family is important to me. And I, and when I when I talk about my daughters, I get the same way. Yeah. And, and you yeah. have the dynamic of, of, of John, who was so <laughs> instrumental in you getting started in it. Yeah, that, that's the whole thing. John, John, his uncle, John, uh, yeah. gave me my first start in NASCAR. I was... <laughs> ready to pack up and go back to Illinois. Um, John, give me a job. So, and then I worked for Joe for nine years. That's how I met my wife. That's how I know John Hunter. Um, so it's kind of a, it's a really weird story uh, or not weird, but it's just, so in, you know, I spent a lot of time with John Hunter over the years from the time he started racing motorcycles to, to um, oh, late models and, and different things. So, um, and we just, we have a relationship that we can talk about things. I can get on him, he, you know, and it's, it's just a special relationship when you have a driver um, that you feel confident and they feel confident in you. I think, you know, when we unload next week at Coda John, in John Hunter's mind, he feels like he's got the best truck and I feel like I have the best driver. And, and when you have that confidence in each other, it's a, uh, it's a big deal. The, the story, the Nemechek story is fascinating. And I know we've got a lot of new viewers and listeners here on Crew Call. Uh, John Nemechek was Joe's brother. John passed away, died in a, in a crash down at Homestead. So obviously a lot of emotion and, and Eric shared and Eric, you shared with us about, uh, about John getting you started. To, to bring this back to John Hunter now, yeah. uh, but, to, but to bring everyone up to speed on the story that, that may not know the history with, yeah. the, with the Nemechek family, um, how good is John Hunter Nemechek as a race car driver? You've been with some of the best. How good is John yeah. Hunter Nemechek at this point in his career? Um, I would put him up there at the top right now. Like um, he's he's just on his game. I think yeah. his his path to where he's gotten and came back has made him such a better race car driver, a better person. Um, you know. Um, 
you know, the struggles along the way are always good in life. Um, so when you come back to a situation like this where he has all the opportunities, I think he appreciates it way much, way more than than some guys. So he works so hard at it every day to be better. Um, so, I mean, you look at, I mean, he's beat Kyle two, two out of the four races that Kyle's run. Um, and, um, you know, we were, we went back and forth at Kansas on the win there, you know, and, and Kyle ended up winning the race. So um, I think that's a testament to, to where he is. And, and, you know, I know his future and, and, and he, what he wants is to get back cup racing at some point, but I think, after being part of this, he wants to do it the right way and make sure he's in good equipment. And, and I think when is that path opens, he'll be successful. Um, you know, we've seen what he did last year and stuff that, that wasn't, you know, it's, it's not at the same level that, that I worked with at JGR, but he did a really good job and, and he's learned how to, to take what he has for that day and make the best of it. And, um, if it's 15th, it's 15th. If it's first, it's first, you know, just trying to manage the expectations in the situation. We've kind of covered the Nemechek family and, 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 and your wife, Heather is, is Joe Nemechek's sister, John Hunter, or John and Joe Nemechek's sister. So that's how you, uh, tie into the, I, I'm sorry, Joe's wife and my wife, are, Joe's wife and okay. my wife are sisters. That's Andrea Nemechek okay. and, and my wife are sisters. Okay, because I described it one time was Andrea um, was your sister, and I knew that wasn't right. And then, so I wasn't right with Heather. Is okay, so yeah, their yeah. sisters are sisters. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's a double. It's a it's a, two <laughs> sisters got you all together yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's I didn't I I had I had like I said I had kind of kind of gotten both of those halfway right, which makes it wrong so anyhow, <laughs> anyhow the, the the story the Nemechek story we've kind of covered the Eric Phillips story where does your passion for racing where did that come from Eric my dad um yeah. grew up racing in the midwest and from a little kid to now raced and raced um I owned my own dirt car when I was 15 years old wow. I've never drove a dirt car um I just dad raced and I raced my dad raced um I got a picture of my dad doing a match met a match race in Cordova Illinois in 1971 against Don Garlitz uh, driving a top fuel dragster um he's worked on boats you know nitro boats to nitro cars to road race stuff dirt stuff um just um he 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 never really raced full-time other than a couple years he worked for some uh um, people out of Peoria, Illinois, called um, Irv and Rudy Hare, um, doing some road race stuff mm -hmm. um, back in the early '90s, late '80s, when road racing was was bigger than what is in the country in the U.S. right now. But so, Dad did everything, but that was the only full time racing he ever did. Um, but the rest of the time, he was at the garage building a set of cylinder heads for somebody or working on something, and and that's just the way it was. So I didn't know. I don't think I know any better. Um, so when I, um, I started going to college originally, um, and had an opportunity to go road racing and, and did that, met some people. And, and that's kind of how I end up in North Carolina, but I, I've, I've raced my whole life too. So I just, I don't know any better, I think. 
Yeah. One of the, one of the things that we learned, we had um, Greg Ives on a couple of weeks ago and he talked about going to college and he was going to college to be a doctor, which just <laughs> is like, wait a minute, how, how did, there's a left-hand turn from, I, I shared with him at the time I was studying accounting when I went to Penn state, I was going to be an accountant. You were studying agricultural conservation. Where, where did you think you were going with that? <laughs> well, I, I grew up in a little town in central Illinois. Um, that has the second largest land per capita person. So there's 15 and a half acres of land per person in the county I grew up in. So you can you can pretty much figure out what's there. It's cornfields and bean fields. So um, that was just kind of by chance. I, I grew up farming and doing farm work a lot because that's how I made money to get my race cars put together. Um, I happened to be, I was a senior in high school um, and was getting ready to start college. And I was working for a farmer um, that uh, had bought some no-till no equipment from a, a company in Illinois, um, and it didn't work. It was, it was horrible. And I ended up helping and reworking it, and that company reached out to me, um, and I ended up doing an internship or working with them in their R&D shop when I was going to college. Um, so that's kind of how, and so then that's kind of why I went more towards the ag side um, in conservation because the company that, that I was working for was a uh, conservation till company. Um, so um, that's kind of how that started. And like I said, I did a year of that and then ended up um, leaving that and going to work for road race team. And then I've been racing since. So that, that, that racing bug, boy, I'll tell you what, there are, <laughs> it's there hard are things, to be. There, you can't shake the racing bug, can you? My no. gosh. No. It's amazing. It really is. Your your career took you in 2004 to bang racing. This was Alex Menchkin and Larry McReynolds. And this was the very first Toyota truck team. As a matter of fact, you are the crew chief uh, or with the crew chief on the very first Toyota truck team. Travis Quapel won the race up at Michigan. I, I was thinking about this last week when we unveiled the new cup cars and I'm like, gosh, it wasn't long ago and watching, you know, Ford and Chevy and Toyota there. And it wasn't long when Toyota was coming brand new into the truck series. I can't imagine your perspective on it as the, when you walked into bang racing with the first Toyota team and, and, and what TRD and Toyota is now compared to them, what, what's your take on their, the perspective from those two visuals, those two scenes? I mean, I think, I think that it's, it's, it's vastly different, yeah. but their goal from day one, I think, is no different than it is today. They, you know, they came into the sport wanting to give support to the race teams and stuff that, that we couldn't do to utilize tools to make us better. Um, and, you know, I've been fortunate in some ways that I've been with Toyota most of my career um, since 2004. I think there are only a couple years there that I was at Morgan Dollar that we weren't um, Toyotas, but um, yeah, it's it's crazy how it's um, everything's evolved and changed, and they're constantly moving the ball. They, you know, it, as NASCAR, the pandemic, whatever has changed how we look at racing, they're always constantly moving, which has taught me a lot. Don't don't set on your laurels. You know, you've got to just because you ran good last week with something, you got to work harder next week. Um, and if you ran good with it last year, you better not show up again because they're, they're that way with everything. Um, so that's a, 
you know, they work really hard. They put a lot of good people and they're a great company to be with. And finally, this week, a new challenge for everybody, a couple of challenges, but uh, let's talk about CODA, the Circuit of the Americas. Um, how do you prepare as you uh, get ready to go down to Texas and, and, and run on a brand new racetrack? Um, that's a challenging one there. Um, I think, I think that's, it's Circuit of America is probably the most challenging road course that NASCAR or, you know, Cup Xfinity truck has ever been to. Um, it presents um, a lot of difficult challenges, um, but we've, we've spent a fair amount of time on the simulator working on things, um, you know, looking at sim. And then John Hunter went and ran a Trans Am 2 car there a few weeks ago. Um, did skip barber driving school um, also so you know I think the guys that probably did that's going to have a leg up unfortunately on everyone else because it is vastly different than any road course um, to show up like we did at Daytona last year during COVID and just unload and race that had been a tall task um, at that racetrack um, just the drivers to figure out lines and where they're at um, I think will take a little bit um, but uh, looking forward to it. It's a really neat facility. It's a really neat racetrack, um, you know, to get to race on something that Formula One's currently racing at. Um, I think it's a, it says a lot about our sport. Um, and, uh, it, it, you know, I, the Austin area is really neat. So I'm looking forward to it. I hope we have a good turnout and, and people enjoy it. The, the, the course to me, first off, that what strikes me is 20 turns, which is like, ay, 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 that's, that's a lot. It, is, is, it, is it the variety, what is, what are the, you talk about the challenges, but specifically, what are the things that you're most concerned about getting your truck to do there? I think it, you know, it, you know, like Sonoma, Sonoma and Watkins Glen, Sonoma's a slow racetrack yeah. with way more technical. Um, Watkins Glen is this high speed racetrack with just flat, sheer speed, hang on. And um, it's all the above. It's Daytona to Martinsville and Bristol all in between. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're on 160 something up the hill going into turn one. You, you know, you drive into a, you know, a hairpin, you know, more than 90 degree back, you know, probably almost 180 corner you're running maybe 30 mile an hour in the center of the corner, back down the hill, and then you're into the S's, which are fairly high speed, like Watkins Glen. Your truck has to change directions really well. And then you kind of go through a backstretch section um, that's, again, high, really high speed. Stand on the brakes with two feet, stop to another 30 mile an hour corner, and then you have this huge, long carousel um, back there that it's twice the size as the one to me at Elkhart Lake, which seems forever. Like it's just this slow, like mid speed corner that you have to turn really well, but the back's kind of skating around and you're just playing with the throttle the whole time. So it just presents a lot of challenges. So, you know, you're gonna have to give up forward drive in some places to make the thing handle in the high speeds. But if you make everything perfect somewhere, you're, I don't know that you're ever gonna have a perfect truck or car there. That's the so which is neat about it with a lot of what the fans say, they want to put the driving back in the driver's hands. You're going to put it back in their hands. They're going to have to manage one place and you're going to have guys that are better somewhere than you are, but hopefully you're better over everything than they are um, a little bit. So. 
Neat, neat. Man, I can't wait to get down there. It's going to be fun, that's for sure. Final question for you. Something else different about Coda. Practice and qualifying. you got yeah. you got to dust off those skills again. What all does that mean as far as your prep? And I, I mean, I know it's nice to have track time. It is nice for that. But what all, how, how different will that be this weekend? <laughs> It'll definitely be different. You know, I mean, it obviously it presents some challenges that we haven't had lately of putting backup trucks together and, mm-hmm. and you know, being a road race. We don't have a lot of backup trucks, um, you know, so obviously we have more work on that side this week, but then getting into practice, um, you know, it's only 50 minutes. So you have to be well prepared for practice. If you think you're going to get many changes done, um, my honest opinion, I, I would think you'll be lucky to get two runs, maybe three at tops because it's from where they have us parked. It's probably four minutes to get the thing back, leave the garage, just to get back to get the green flag. If you run two or three laps, you're talking two minutes 15 to two minutes 20 a lap, um, and then four minutes back in. You, you're you 20 minutes into the session, you made four laps, uh, four or five laps. So um, you make a change, it's 10 minutes, you're gonna get one more run and your 50 minutes is over. So I think that's gonna be the challenge is just having a good game plan. What can we work on? What can we change fast? Um, because if you spend a lot of time in the, in the garage working on something, the track time's just too valuable. And then obviously qualifying, I haven't, I've thought about it, but not enough yet. Um, we qualify eight o'clock in the morning, um, two sessions. Um, it's, a it, or hopefully you're in two sessions, you get in that top 12 and you'll get another run, but, uh, just trying to manage that, that is a, is a whole thing. And then. I think tire fall off is going to be huge there. So um, trying to manage that too is, is there's a lot of things to manage going into Coda um, and we're kind of in a stretch of races here where we run quite a bit through the middle of June um, for the truck series anyway. So um, got to be on our toes and, and, and be ready to go. Well, it sounds like a, it sounds like a challenge for the crew chief. It sounds like something a radio guy's going to love. That's for sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm going to like my seat and I hope, as this weekend unfolds, you'll end up in a good spot in Victor Lane, maybe again with John Hunter Nemechek. Eric, um, I, I love when we get a chance to talk in the garage area. Appreciate you coming on Crew Call and sharing your story. Um, yep. It's just, it's, it, 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 it's neat to hear, and I know your passion and understanding for it. We wish you the best, Dakota, and continued success throughout this season. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it. There we go. Eric Phillips joining us here on Crew Call. Stay with us. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Always appreciate hearing from Eric Phillips. And uh, I, I have little notes about Coda. And listening to him talk about it, my little notes pale in comparison to the challenges they have. It's a 3.426-mile racetrack, 
20 turns and it is just, uh, and, and the thing of it is now all three series are there, all three series are doing practice and qualifying, but as the trucks hit the racetrack, nobody will have been on track. So to me, it's just going to be fascinating the body of knowledge that the garage collectively will get from that first truck practice to the end of the cup race on Sunday afternoon, because right now it's all simulation. And Eric's right, a lot of the drivers have gone down to Coda and ran Trans Am 2 races just to get a lay of the land, if you will. So it's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be a fascinating weekend. I love that NASCAR's there. And I love the Motor Racing Network is there. We're going to be there for the Camping World Truck Series. Our airtime for the Toyota Tundra 225 is 12.30 Eastern time on Saturday. So make sure you tune in to Motor Racing Network. Our friends at PRN have the Xfinity Series and the Truck Series coverage from Coda. And just excited. I love going to new racetracks. I love traveling. The city of Austin certainly sounds appealing. Sounds like a great weekend and looking forward to it. And we'll see how everyone fares, including John Hunter Nemechek with his Joe, uh, with his, uh, with his Kyle Busch Motorsports team with Eric Phillips at the helm. And we do appreciate Eric joining us, but more important than all of that, we thank you for joining us here on Crew Call, brought to you by Hercules Fighters.